Support for the Takeover Lounge is provided by the Arts Foundation for Tucson and Southern Arizona, funded by the City of Tucson and Pima County, with additional support from the Community Foundation for Southern Arizona. Welcome to the Takeover Lounge. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Takeover Lounge. It's another Saturday episode, and we had to make it special for our special guest we have today, who is Ashley LaRosa up in here. How you doing today, Ashley? Beautiful, Zion. Thank you, Daniela. Happy to be here. Oh, man, of course. So before we get up into this, I want to give a quick shout out um, to us. Uh, we're about to have our year mark uh little extravaganza happening at Thunder Canyon on Friday, April 2nd. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for flyers for more details for the end coming this week. Uh, we're so excited to get that up and running and celebrate our one year mark uh, with you all. We have uh, some special performances uh, from some Tucson artists and yeah, we're so looking forward to that. So without further ado, let's just get straight into this. Daniela, go ahead and start us off. <laughs> all right. Um, so, <laughs> um, what are some ways that you do to de-stress in, like, for, let's do pre-pandemic and then during pandemic? De-stressing pre. De-stressing pre, I would love hanging out, going mm. out for happy hours, honestly. After a day, I would go downtown Tucson and go to some of my favorite bars Elliot's on Congress. I miss you. Shout out to uh, establishments like that, you know, pre-COVID. And now since I've been at home, I'm finding myself connecting more with nature, honestly, like taking time to go outside, breathe, you know, connect. <laughs> so de-stressing uh, pre-COVID was drinking in the bar. <laughs> now, yeah, outside in nature, definitely. That's nice. Are you like taking little walks around your neighborhood, or just... no? It's a, it's just a walk, right, uh, in the backyard. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I stand out there, and you know, my husband and I will get out in the yard, mm-hmm. doing some gardening, things like that. Getting your Definitely. hands in the dirt just feels good to connect and have time to. Definitely, definitely. When Fiona came on, she was talking about getting some vitamin D. So that's great to hear that you're yeah out there soaking up some sun. <laughs> Absolutely, it's necessary. Cause, yeah, because me, I, I don't be doing that. I need to. I need to get better on that. But I think I take a supplement pill. I take a supplement pill. No, no, pill. no, no, no. I ain't no <laughs> supplement pill for the sun. Son. You gotta get out there. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so Ashley, like I said before we started, I, I watched the interview um, pre this uh, with Arizona what, Arizona Arts. Arizona Arts Live. Yes, it was beautiful. Chad did it, the interview, and you guys had a great conversation. But I didn't know you had a musical theater background. That was shocking to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so that's- I, I want to know what you were doing, like, in musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that's, the, that's the same thing my parents asked me, yes. <laughs> when I decided to major, they were like, what are you doing? Uh, so, yeah, you know, theater goes back, oh my, all the way to elementary for me. 
Mm. You know, it was the one group of uh, people that I felt like I belonged. I was always quirky and weird in school, you know, like <laughs> busting weird jokes, running through the play yard, you know, while mm-hmm. girls were like, you know, looking good and going, why are you running around like a child? You know, I'm like, this is fun. You know? <laughs> so I found myself with a group of theater folks that truly wanted to, you know, take on a different persona when you're in mm. that space, breaking down walls of who you can be as far as I want to play, you know, someone that's a queen of a country. When you're mm. looking at Shakespeare and or, or when you're looking at musicals, you know, I want to I want to be Aretha Franklin on right. stage. You know, having that opportunity uh, just always excited me. And so I've been doing that since grade school and into my Bachelor of Fine Arts. And then I got to a point in school where I just found so much more interest in the technical side. Mm. You know, I got outside of the let me be, you know, go for that lead role. Let me stand center stage and sing out. And who is controlling the lights? Right. You know, how did we do this transition to where now when I look upstage, I'm in a completely different world, mm-hmm. you know, and there's music playing in an orchestra, like who's designing that? Right. And so I really dived into stage management then. And that's what got me here to Arizona, you know, started to work at Arizona Theater Company mm-hmm. in stage management. That's awesome. My Stop dad singing, uh, stopped dancing. Yeah. And learned how exactly. to manage and hire those singers and dancers. That's awesome. I feel like that's like a lot. Like people love to be front and center. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some people do. But once you learn about the technical aspect of things, it's like so neat to see how what really goes into a musical. Like, oh. yeah, it's the actors. Yeah, it's the, the music. But behind the scenes of booking, taking care of the actors, doing all that stuff is just yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's humbling and it's truly a collective because mm-hmm. just as you need that person in the back, you need that person in the front. Right. And you need them to be strong and you need them to be a star and you need that person behind making sure they're managing and taking care of them. So, yeah, both sides are equally as important. Definitely. What was uh, what was your favorite role to act in when you were acting and dancing and singing? Oh, my gosh. Roles. <laughs> Uh, like again, the classics. You know, mm. I was a huge favorite of like the Greeks. Okay. Um. So, um, Antigone mm. was a favorite of mine. For those, you know, going back with me there, <laughs> you know, doing those sort of plays, or you know, uh, what was the other one? Medea. Really? That's one I had a chance to lead in. Yeah, that's awesome. that's, a, that's a that's a tragedy. You know, mm. that's a story. Yeah. <laughs> so those are my favorite type of roles um, to do as far as plays. When it came to musicals, I had an opportunity in school to sing with a cast of the Smokey Joe's Cafe. Oh, wow. Uh, so I had a chance of singing in school when I was doing that. But by the time I got to my junior year, I stopped singing. You mm. know, I did a lot of ensemble work uh, prior, but I stopped singing, stopped dancing, and then just really got into reading the plays. You know, I'm a mm. huge fan of August Wilson. Okay. Um, and so, again, the musicals are so strong and important, but with the theater, the words, you know, that content mm. that's carrying the message meant so much. And August Wilson was just a playwright for our community that truly right. um, had an opportunity of writing it every decade to, mm-hmm. con- to, to, like, you know, really evaluate the experience of a Black person in America. every decade and put that on paper. So there's so many great works out there when it comes to theater. Um, 
stop me though because I can go on. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I feel like that's this is like the side that actually we don't see often or hear about often. So I love to hear this. <laughs> that's cool. Thank you for of asking. Course. No, of course. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Um, what made you want to start um, your event management business? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I would say representation. Mm -hmm. After having the opportunity of working with a theater company for a number of years and doing, you know, every year we had a gala, every show we had an opening night, we had fundraisers for the season and for the shows. Um, and then I would find myself at other nonprofits that would also fundraise. I just felt that I wanted to bring what I knew from theater to events and really the, the problem solving and how you can take a budget and really make something spectacular with it, you know, mm -hmm. um, while having the opportunity of representation of the community. I just felt like a lot of people didn't know things that were going on. And so I felt with Rue events and Rue is Creole, uh, mm -hmm. which is a culinary term. So when I'm saying Rue events, I'm looking at it in the terms of pulling all of these beautiful ingredients together to mm -hmm. make a product. Because I can't do it alone. You know, I may just be the butter. Maybe right. that fat. <laughs> I need, you know, I, I need the flour. I need the seafood. I mm -hmm. need the sausage. We need that crab to truly make a beautiful product. So that's why I created Root. So truly awesome. bring to the event management industry representation when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then the opportunity of the theatrics. Let me get mm -hmm. some fog. Somebody get a fog <laughs> machine for me. You know, let's get some water <laughs> effects in here. I can't wait till I get back out there. Y'all watch out, because I can't wait oh. till I get back out there. <laughs> there comes the we're missing those. We're missing those events. We're missing some real events, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. I remember um, pre-COVID, you teamed up with Sean Louis and Black Ren to do, it was like in May, where you guys were just having events, like every Saturday. What was that like? My gosh, I want to give a huge shout out to Sean Lee. <laughs> My goodness, the, the yes. connector to, to be able to work with him was such an honor. And that was one of Rue's first events. Because wow. when I launched in 2019, I had an opportunity of spotlighting the Dunbar and mm -hmm. doing an opportunity of speaking about the history over coffee. And that was really cool for a community event. And then it just went, it propelled with partnering with Sean Louis on that first Black Renaissance mm -hmm. at Hotel McCoy every Saturday, spotlighting Black artists in different mediums as well. Yes. So, you know, we had that. One of my favorites was the, the Black Museum Night. And, and truly having all of those artists all over the wall with media and music. It was just beautiful. Again, a huge shout out to Sean Louis and Black Renaissance. Yeah, Sean Louis out here making, he's the connector, really. He's really out here. <laughs> he'll, hit, he'll hit up Daniela or me and be like, yo, do you guys need somebody? But look, I got this organization that wants to partner with y'all. And it's like, whoa, yes. whoa, whoa. <laughs> do you sleep, man? Do you sleep, Sean Louis? <laughs> and he was like, nah, he does not. <laughs> It's amazing. Um, so you do a lot with like fundraising. So what are some of the um, organizations that you do fundraising for? Ooh. So again, huge shout out to Arizona Theater Company. That's who got me here, you know, and that's who I was, you know, fundraising with as far as being a staff member, because, you know, all staff there is all about keeping the shows going. 
So they were a huge fundraiser, uh, I mean, company here that I fundraised for. Uh, other than that, I would have to list Women's Foundation of Southern Arizona. Mm-hmm. Here recently, we had their virtual annual event. And awesome. so it was awesome to spread the word and get funds raised for that. I've helped uh, funds be raised at the Dunbar mm-hmm. uh, for hashtag the Dunbar. Um, I've helped funds uh, being raised at Downtown Tucson Partnership. Uh, which is downtown uh, economic development firm uh, and does its own. So, I mean, those are institutions that I've had an opportunity directly with, but mm-hmm. I've also been a liaison. So I may, you know, have a conversation with one organization and go, you know, who you're missing in, at this table or in this conversation mm-hmm. X mm-hmm. and being more of a liaison and meeting and having conversations there. And I feel whenever you're able to build that relationship, then you are building capital being at equity or social. So yeah, a few to name a few. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. I dabble. I dabble. <laughs> oh, shout out to Jew- Jewish Foundation Children and Services. Okay. Another nice. line of mine as well. I love Absolutely. Them. They're so nice. <laughs> what um so you were at Arizona Music uh theater company for a while, right? And then mm-hmm. what what segued you into starting your own you're like pretty much going from Arizona music and then going into yeah, I hit the ten year mark. Okay, I was I was ten years with ATC, and mm-hmm. I feel anyone usually that you know does a nine to five, and you know, especially if you had opportunity of being promoted, which mm-hmm. I did there in the, in the company, you just get to a point where you're like, okay, in your life, are you ready to now go into a different you know higher management role and then spend mm-hmm. potentially another five to ten years here? Right. You know, do you want to do something else? So I just got to that point where, and there was no, you know, hard feelings because nope. I'm still partners with ATC. And right. I just got to the point where it was like, I want to do something on my own. You know, mm-hmm. I want to, I have, I have these ideas. I know what I've been looking for in partnership and in community. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to break down these structures. Uh, I value transparency. You know, I always felt like when I was working with certain institutions, there was this cloak of privacy. Mm. Or you don't have access to this information. I want to break that down and be completely open with the community and my team. You know, I also felt I wanted to break the with Blacks Friday with Mm -hmm. the structure, like power structure. We're all business owners. We all come to this with a talent and an effort and a passion to see other Black business owners succeed. And so with that, there is no ego. There Mm -hmm. is no hierarchy. You know, right. I'm not the CEO. <laughs> you know, right. I just work on the logistics. Mm-hmm. We have someone doing the website and the app, you know. And I feel when you really start to look at things how we've always done them, it's good to mix it up and mm-hmm. see what 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 can you make, you know, what innovatively can you create to make a better product? And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to just branch out. That's Plus, awesome. I was getting tired of people telling me what to do. Right, right. I feel like that's always. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just one of the things. It's like you get to yeah. a certain age and you like. Me. <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> You're talking to me. Get what? <laughs> and in exchange, I also do that. I don't right. want to tell people what to do. Exactly. I want to ask them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Awesome. Let's partner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Was there like any like fear or like just? Uncertainty when you first started, you're like, I don't know how this is gonna go. Yeah, I'm oh, scared gosh. every day. 
<laughs> I feel you. I, I feel you. Ella asked me, she said, you work in the day? I said, yeah, I work every day. Oh, what you need? What you looking for? I mean, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. I, I'm scared now. I was scared then, especially that first jump. Mm-hmm. You know, I truly leaned upon my husband mm. in full transparency. I said, you know, honey, I, I want to, you know, no longer work my nine to five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to create a business and I'm hoping to make it sustainable within its first three months, mm. you know? And he looked at me and he said, I got you. That's awesome. And I said, Oh, hubby, you know? <laughs> that's what it's about. And so right. with, with, with that trust and that big leap, it was nonstop after that, it became, you know, of importance every month to make a financial goal mm. and over time to see growth. Right. And so, I mean, I'm proud to say in Rue Events first year, because this is our second year, in our first right. year, I made my salary. Wow. The salary I had that I left, that I was, I made that. When I saw it on taxes, I was like, because I, I didn't feel it during it because it was just right. each month. Got to get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I saw the end, I said, what? I said, what have I been doing? <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, happy, happy and proud. I, I took the leap. And no offense to those who keep the nine to five, because, again, we need these structures. Mm -hmm. We need the tears of those who, who again, want to be solo and those who want to lead and those who want to assist in that leadership. Definitely. So true. So true. That's so cool. Awesome. Um, What's one of the biggest obstacles you have um, overcome being a woman entrepreneur? Say one more time. What's one of the biggest obstacles um, that you experience being a woman entrepreneur? Mm, Being taken seriously. Mm. You know, um, I I feel in certain spaces, and again, this was pre-COVID for the hot year I had out there. Right. A year out and a year (laughs) in now. So when I was, you know, starting the business and making connections, I would find myself at certain mixers. I mean, this is a space full of strangers, right. but my goal is to at least try to align myself with individuals who were within my industry or could help within the industry and focus of arts and entertainment. Mm-hmm. And um, I ran across a few that I could just tell in their eyes and in their body language, because, again, I spent so much time in theater that I study people like I just yeah. look at people and like. You start, you know, playing with your hands or twitching your eyes or something. I'm like, what you talking about? What you saying? Something you saying ain't right, you know? Right, <laughs> right. You know, the body language that when I, as a woman, an entrepreneur in a space dominated with men, predominantly white men, mm. it was it was usually a look of like, oh, mm. yeah. what you, are you a caterer? What? You do hair? You know, I'm like, nothing's wrong with those industries, but why do you assume just looking at me that I'm automatically working in food and hair? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm actually looking within diversity, equity, and inclusion consultation. And here's my card. And I'd love to talk to you and some of your stakeholders and CEOs Mm -hmm. and friends, because again, you're all the way off in how you're approaching the conversation and how you're looking at me. And so again, yes, it was difficult. But with that, Silver lining, I met some amazing people that, yes. again, in their body language, you can tell when when I interacted with them, they were interested. Definitely. Oh, what's your industry? 
oh, hey, I have somebody who's also been talking about that. Let me hook you. Like, mm. so with the good, there is the bad. And right. I need everyone that's going to mixers and meeting new people to know that. Do mm-hmm. not get discouraged with that one interaction. Don't let them shoot you down or get upset and then leave. Keep it moving because you'll find the individuals that are with you. Definitely. That's so dope. I just think it's so weird how like these men in the, this field and entrepreneurship is just they're so weird to women it's just like yo like she's just as boss as you are like what makes you think like why do you have to have that ego you know what i mean it's just so weird but i'm glad that you you bring up good points and you definitely if women out there are watching this and you want to be an entrepreneur definitely just take the advice that ashley's giving out right now i mean go ahead and kill it jeez (laughs) absolutely been killing it oh facts (laughs) facts So now speaking about uh, Black Friday, we touched on it a little bit, but that connection with KP, how did that happen? And how, oh, how did KP. you guys, that's the man. So so KP and I go back to Dunbar. Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity of being introduced to him when he was DJing. I don't know if it was like a get to know you. No, I think it was one of the first Sunday dinners, maybe. Okay. First second Sunday dinners. And KP was DJing. And I got an opportunity to meet him. Um, actually had a chance of meeting him before that downtown. He was mm-hmm. uh, at Hakami Plaza. Okay. And as soon as I see black people when I was working downtown, I make a beeline. I find right. some people. I'm like, hey, brother, sister, hey. They're like, we ain't got no money. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, it's good to see you. I'm actually, actually working at the downtown. <laughs> and then I did the whole spiel with him, and they're like, oh, okay, it's good to meet you too. So right. I did that with him. At Hakami Plaza, and then met him at the Dunbar. Mm. All that to say, just seeing the young, this young man and the work he does is phenomenal. You know, right. he started Black's radio with KXCI mm-hmm. in highlighting it. And he also started the hashtag Black's Friday in mm-hmm. 2019, which was around the same time I started my business and mm-hmm. I was looking for other black businesses. And so KP was putting out this hashtag and having everyone, you know, add to the list. Right. And if they're having an opening or a new product. And so as soon as I saw that, I said, man, you know, I'm going to do this every Friday. I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to hashtag Blast Friday. And, and every time I meet a black business owner, I'll do it. He's like, yes, that's right. And, and I was doing it. And I think Sam Brown was on yep. as well. And, um, and so KP and I go back to that. And so fast forward into 2020, um, this was around March. And this is right when COVID was really telling people to stay at home. Mm-hmm. And we saw the numbers of black businesses, about 41% nationally in the de- decline. And we wanted to know what was happening statewide. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I reached back out to KP and Sean Louis. I remember this meeting. (laughs) It was KP and Sean Louis. And I said, okay, so here's what I want to do. And they were like, all right. I was like, so take, take, take hashtag Black Friday. Let's take that and move that into an accessible list. So Mm -hmm. every time somebody asks about a barber or I'm trying to find, you know, someone in tech, or I'm right. looking for a new, you know, someone to support in apparel. We could have that list. Mm-hmm. KP was like, yeah. I said, can we use your name? Because we've been doing that. Hashtag Blacks Friday for Black-owned businesses here locally. He said, yeah, go ahead. I said, all right. 
here we go. And so that birthed, you know, that meeting birthed Black Friday. And then we brought on Pinnacle Marketing and Consulting, Mm. which is a keel with a website. We brought on Terrell Henry with uh, Creative Collab and Unleash Your Image to take care of our social media. We brought on Shanoa. You know, mm. who runs curated color and was getting us all together and bringing the vibe of blackness and beauty, you know, all together. Oh, I miss you, Shanoa. I can't wait to do these Next. events again. Yes. You know, um, on to the team. And so collectively, uh, I'm sorry, and Cruz, shout out to Cruz. Cruz, Cruz photos. Always holding it down. Collectively, we came together with our talents, with our mission and our passion of spotlighting black owned businesses. Mm. And we did all of that in the month of June. Wow. The list that we said we wanted to do, the accessible list in the first meeting, launched it June 12th. Sheesh. That very next Juneteenth, we had our website and app. Mm-hmm. And then the last week in June, we did that Black Friday Night Live, which mm-hmm. Sean Louis produced. Yes. With Cash Lansky coming on Sheesh. and our businesses doing our pitches. So, I mean, it was just a beautiful moment and collectivity of doing that for our month. And now we're in our resiliency. Mm -hmm. Now it's all about keeping the website going, doing events when we can safely. You know, right. out there, we'll, we'll have a Soul Food Wednesday coming up this next oh, yeah. Wednesday at yeah, with, with the Street Blues Band, right? That's right. Oh, we out there. <laughs> I'm out there. <laughs> Ray Murph. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Back, me Shout too. Out to Ray. Man, I just, you know, we're just happy to do what we can when we can. And again, it's a, it's a team. Right. You know, none of this is possible without the other. So that's my, that's my KP origin story. And mm-hmm. that's my Black Friday a Black Friday love. That's beautiful. I, I love how it was like almost every heavy hitter in Tucson that was just with you with that, man. It's just amazing. With us, yeah. Right, exactly. Us. Right, right, right. Our first, our first goal was to never say we have a list of Black owned businesses, mm. it's our list, it's right. not complete. Mm-hmm. We adding and updating every day. I look to the community, let us know who we're missing. Mm-hmm. So this is for us. Exactly. You know, for us. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So awesome. Don't worry. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send us to take over media stuff soon. I just we just got our LLC. We just got LLC earlier this month. Okay. So okay. we'll be we'll be filling out some forms for sure to be on Black Friday. You know, you know I jumped in those DMs. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. I, I don't think I use the DM. I'm supposed to because I'm up in there with business. I'm like, uh, get on the- She's like, what's up? She's she been me for a minute. She was like, yo, Z, where you at? No, but for real, I just want to make sure you knew. Here's the link. <laughs> right, exactly. She's following up, triple following up. Like, Ashley, I got you. Let me get this stimmy real quick. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, so what, how do you want to see Black Friday grow? Like what's the future oh. for Black Friday? Uh, we want to be the state directory. That means everybody, Flagstaff, you know, Gilbert, Mesa, Sedona, all black owned businesses statewide. We want to grow and we want to grow with the community. So we're looking for partners. We're looking for those who go, oh, you know what? We have a black owned list here in Sierra Vista. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me introduce you so we can then get Sierra Vista on the map. You know, I want to be yeah. able to look at the state of Arizona on our app for black owned businesses and there'd be a dot all over the state. 
that's that's the future plan. That's the goal. That's awesome. That's beautiful. I want to know. I mean, so how do you feel about college for entrepreneurs? How do? Oh. It's it's dependent upon what you're looking to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a necessity Definitely. for some. If you're going for your doctorate, oh yeah, you got to get to school. Right. You won't be in school for a while, and you need to. Yeah. Definitely. For what you're going for, it depends on what you want to do, and it depends on while you're there. I, I've I've only received a bachelor's. Okay. You know, and I encourage those who have the financial means and the ways to get a master's if they'd like. But with that said, it's not necessary. Mm. I'm going to be straight with you. You know, if you got that passion and that fire, you can go out here and do whatever you want to do. Right. You'll be so good that the the, the colleges will give you a degree. Mm -hmm. They'd be honored to be associated with you. You know, that's how as entrepreneurs and people think about your passion. Don't think about what someone else is telling you you must do. Think about what is best for you. And again, if you think education to a certain level will help you do that, because Mm. it also brings connections. It also brings an opportunity of meeting others within those industries you have. So just weigh it. I I had so much value in having an opportunity of being one of the first of my immediate family Mm. to go to higher education. That's awesome. You know, to receive a degree. So Mm. that felt beautiful on many levels. Right. Then financially. In time, I was like, I got to get out of here and make this money and pay back this money. (laughs) So you got to balance what's good for you. If you can get a full scholarship, you take it. Mm -hmm. Don't ever turn down free education. Right. But when it's when you have to pay for it, that's when you need to just balance and see what's best for you. For sure. I think that's awesome that you bring that up. I mean, a lot of people are probably in situations where their families are like, you have to go to college or you're on your own or like whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So it's just like, find it within your means, what makes sense for yourself as a, as an individual. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that for people that are listening for sure. Right on. <laughs> Is that still cool? Can I say right on? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's still cool. <laughs> that's cool with me. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> there we go. There you go. <laughs> Um, if you could pick any superhero power, what would it be and why? Ooh. Oh, this is tough. Um, <laughs> no, that's, I already got that one. I was going to say invisibility, but black women, we already got that one. Oh. Um, wow. Real talk. Like, Who heard that? You didn't even see me hear that. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, magic power. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to stop time. Mm. I always see that sometimes in, you know, the superhero movies when someone where everybody fighting and right. there's all this chaos and someone's just like, ooh, if I just, I'd love to just, that'd be my power. Just <laughs> stop, move some stuff around if I need to save some people. Right. Right. And then okay, here we go. You know, like yeah, I, I <laughs> <Resume. stop> time. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, do we ha- have we had that one yet? Mm-mm. We had no. uh, time travel. Yeah, time travel, teleporting. No, uh, I don't want time travel. Well, I <laughs> in the future. I'll travel to the future. 
<laughs> but would you want to travel to the future if that meant forgetting your past? Mm. Ooh. Mm. No. Mm. Nope. I want to take that knowledge with me to the yeah. future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. I wonder, because the people that we've asked so far, um, they say the same thing. They're like, no, I want the, the past is what made me. So I wonder what like younger people, what children would say, like middle schoolers, uh-huh. high schoolers would say. Mm-hmm. That's really like, no, what past? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's definitely one that, yeah, we run it through. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't want to, what? The past? Nah, who cares? <laughs> That's cool. That's real cool. So I want to talk about what do you think black businesses or just businesses in general are lacking? What resources are they lacking in our community? So, you know, word on the street is and what I hear time and time again is capital, 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 Mm. access to capital. I'm not going to say that any longer. Okay. I'm going to say the opportunity of being invested in. And hired. Mm-hmm. So instead mm-hmm. of, okay, here you go, but you know, I'm gonna give you this loan or I'm gonna give you this grant, but then you have to do this for it or get, you know, all those strings. Here, I'm here is the money. I'm gonna check back on you in a year. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do with the money? What are you how are you gonna grow? Okay, I trust that you're gonna do that. We need more of that. We need more trust. You yeah. know, with only one percent of venture capital money going into black businesses. 1%. We, we need, we need that. We don't need the talk. Right. We don't need the, here's an expo for, you know, BIPOC. <laughs> you know, we need for people to stand in what they're saying they're doing with their cash and mm-hmm. go, I believe in your mission. Here you go. Mm-hmm. And to give it. Right. <laughs> right. Funds. Unrestricted, they can use it operationally, they can use it for inventory, but to give it to them and trust that they will manage their business. We need more of that in communication and collaboration. So in a way, yes, that is capital and access, but I want to be very specific in how we're saying that because we want to see this become generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just putting a Band-Aid on this business right now, what? how are you helping that business grow for the family and for their children? Right. How about some stocks? Mm-hmm. How about some bonds? How about some land? Equity? Definitely. So Definitely. I would say access to stocks and bonds <laughs> and land. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Facts. I like how uh, Black Friday or Blacks is rolling out uh, the pitch. I mean, you guys had the. Can we talk about that a little bit? I know the deadline's coming up to register for April eighth, so let's talk about that. Okay, goodness, yes. So back in June last summer, we did a pitch blacks, mm-hmm. which was that thirty minute blacks night, uh, blacks Friday uh, night live, where right. we had one minute for each uh, business here to be able to pitch. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, we partnered with some Phoenix businesses. Mm -hmm. I want to give a shout out to Archwood Exchange, Brother Ali, and give a shout out to Hustle Phoenix, Sister Mm -hmm. Chris, as well as Akil here in Tucson Mm -hmm. uh, with Pinnacle Marketing and Consulting. We all got together and said, wouldn't it be amazing if it was just a pitch competition for Black businesses? 
Mm-hmm. No offense to the other pitch competitions that we have and that are available to everyone, right. but really, again, taking a laser focus in on the need for connectivity, for the access to capital, and mm-hmm. for the platform to be amplified. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the birth of Pitch Black came out. And now historically, you know, nationally, there, there's been other Pitch Black competitions, right. but they're usually been within schools. Mm-hmm. And also uh, programs, you know, of other institutions, as it were, for a year or two. And so we okay. really wanted to start something on its own. And that would be a national reach. And this is just our inaugural year, our first year. Wow. And so we're hoping to find five finalists that we can amplify uh, nationally on June 1st, which wow. is the memorial of the Tulsa Race Massacre. Mm-hmm. and doing our pitch black competition. There will be grand prizes. We're going to announce the prizes in April when we announce the finalists. We have the applications available until the 8th. So your okay. deadline is April 8th. We're asking for your information and a video. You get three minutes. That's all you need. Your video and your name and your business. Nice. Come get this bag. Right. I don't understand how we don't have every business on Black Friday getting on this list. So we really want to represent for Black Friday because Phoenix is representing as well. Yes. Um, so so please do submit your video and then we'll let finalists be announced at the end of April. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Definitely get in there. I'm getting in there too, y'all. We're getting in there. Takeover Media is about to do a thing real quick. So... I'm excited for that for sure. So I saw that pop up on your page yesterday. So I was like, oh, yes, let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate of course. the shout out. Yes, no, it's awesome. <laughs> Sorry for the, my neighbor's dog. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, moving from Texas to Tucson, how did you acclimate from moving from like a big city to Tucson? Well, you know, actually, it was the weather that mm-hmm. it was an issue with me because in Texas, the humidity, mm-hmm. the skin stays dewy, you know, it stays <laughs> moist. Right. You, know, you have to wipe the sweat away. You got to reapply makeup and powder because your makeup, you know, mm-hmm. and here it was just like, like a man. I remember my first couple of months and I did my hands and in my hands was, I said, no, what is <laughs> so I had to acclimate with moisturizers and lotions and oils here. You know, mm. when it came to community and size, I'm originally from Port Arthur, Texas. And some people know that spot. Some people don't. It, you know, our name to fame now, we give it to UGK, Underground okay. Kings is from mm-hmm. Port Arthur, Texas. Janice Joplin was born in Port Arthur, Texas. It's a very small refinery town. So I was born in a small town, had an opportunity of living in Houston with my parents, like for a few years. But then I ended up going to school in another small town in Huntsville, Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, coming to Tucson just felt like, ooh, this is the perfect size for me. You know, I had an opportunity with Arizona Theater Company to also go to Phoenix which was fun. We did that like every three weeks we would go up to Phoenix, but Tucson, man, ugh, acclimating here was easy when it came to community because I was never about too busy of a city. You know, right. I like seeing familiar faces. I like, you know, going to restaurants that the business owners know me mm-hmm. or being able to go to an event and see someone that I know, you know, that I haven't seen in a while. So I love that community feel of Tucson. 
Um, so that wasn't hard to, you know, it was it was the weather. It was going yeah. from bake to brawl. That <laughs> messed with me. Definitely. That's, that's what my grandma says, too. She's like, this weather, I can never get used to this weather, man, she tells me. Just because her hair, she's like, my I got it just soaks up everything. I can't keep it, you know, moist. I was like, oh, okay. All right, Gma, I feel you. I feel you. Well, it was straight up Halle Berry. It was like right? Felicia, my first year. <laughs> Somebody could have told me too. I needed, I needed some close friends that first year. I go in the bathroom, and be like, oh, I be looking like this. <laughs> Actually, what what are you currently listening to, uh, music wise? I love Arlo Parks. Okay. Mm, Megan The Stallion. <laughs> Texas, right? Like, right. Um, Gotta show love. I love Megan. <laughs> Megan, if you listening, <laughs> give a shout out. Megan. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, also jamming. I do a lot of like instrumental music. Okay. You know, some of those kind of what they call it, like a chill hop, where mm. you got a nice hip hop beat to it, but then some chill instrumental. I right. play that a lot while I'm working. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's so cool. What what did you grow up listening to a lot? What was playing a lot in your household? Erica Badu was what I listened to. Mm. But my mama and my daddy, Curtis Mayfield, mm. you know, was played a lot. Maze was played. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, whenever I think of Maze, I just think of like card parties and like yeah. people over. It was like that celebration music. Definitely. <laughs> um, Osley Brothers, mm. Al Green. Yeah, lots of R&B and soul. That's awesome. That's so, I, I love I just love hearing how people grew up listening to music because it really shapes how they listen to now. I feel like definitely because like you mentioned like the, the instrumental pop or uh, hip hop music, like definitely has a lot of R&B vibes to it. You know what I mean? Elements. And that's real cool. I like that. Oh. What's your favorite place to eat here in Tucson? Favorite place to eat in Tucson? Mm. It's so tricky because I've been inside so often now. So every now and then I'll get something. But I'll think of this in pre-COVID if I could because I was everywhere eating. (laughs) Um, So my favorite place, I would say uh, pre-COVID, I used to eat often at the Cup. The cup. At Hotel Congress. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Breakfast there or lunch on the patio. Yeah, and it was right downtown. I used to love that one a lot. Um, as well as uh, the little one. If you can catch it early enough, the little one, little little Cafe Pococosa. That mm. was on stone, so it was just a little lunch spot. Yeah. Um, I used to love going there because of the music and the mm. plates would be so vibrant and colored. Um, so yeah, that was a favorite spot. That's just a few though. It's so hard to name restaurants because I'm just seeing like all these faces and all these places. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that one, that one. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot of great food here in Tucson. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, there really is. I feel like I always tell myself, I'm like, I want to try something new, but then I always end up going to the same spots, like Weddle, BK's, or you know, places yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh, I've been killing <laughs> Smoky Moe's too. Oh, yep. I've been killing a lot of Smoky Moe's. <laughs> I had to stop eating a little bit of Smoky Moe's because I found myself every week because he would post like these burnt ends and like mm. sauce and like beans and. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> She's yeah, like, yeah. I'm about to. Smokey Moe's is a good one I've been doing too. I'm about to call Smokey Moe's right now and be like, yo, I'm about to roll through real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Got me thinking. <laughs> what, um, what other ventures are you on? What other things can we look forward to? Oh, yeah, doing some things. Uh, what can we talk about? <laughs> She's like, what can I let y'all in on? <laughs> you know, um, I'm truly looking forward to two things. I'm sitting currently on a committee. Mm-hmm. It's the BIPOC Community Managed Loan Fund. Mm-hmm. And the idea of this loan fund is that it's community managed. It's 0% interest. And you have an opportunity of once you pay it back, it gets paid forward. So once this business owner takes out this loan, as it were, with no interest to be paid, when Mm -hmm. they pay it back, the next business owner is able to then. So I'm looking forward to what we're structuring, because then again, we're breaking down the traditional way of lending. We're breaking down the barriers of access that BIPOC business owners suffer, you know, because of how they look or because Mm -hmm. of the type of business they have. And so I'm really looking forward to this because I have an opportunity of being in a decision-making position Mm -hmm. when it comes to what that criteria is. Personally, I know I've had issues with my credit score. If it's being looked at, you know, not my business, my personal, right? So like, is that a criteria we should look at? Or, hey, how many employees? What if you don't have any employees? Mm -hmm. What if it's you and, and, you know, your family members Mm -hmm. (laughs) and y'all making it happen? So we're really focusing in on the story of entrepreneurship. So wow. I'm looking forward to, A, that being rolled out and awarded and which businesses are being awarded and what type of businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, like I said, I've been writing, you yeah. know, and so uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully next year being able to share something. Oh. And, and, and as every author kind of says, that, this <laughs> it's like I'm saying something that's probably not true. Because I've been writing on this since 2018. So, oh, wow. I, I felt like I got a lot of pages done during this last year, and I'm hoping I can release it next year. So, we'll see. Oh, I'm excited for that, too. I'm excited for both of those things now since you mentioned those. Now I'm like, woo! <laughs> Actually, be working, y'all. She out here working. Like she said, before the, before the show even rolled out, she was just like, Daniela asked her, uh, Are you working today? And she said, I'm always working. What are you talking about? <laughs> Not stop. <laughs> That's awesome. And self care. Exactly. With moderation. <laughs> With moderation. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> We'd love to hear that. Uh, what type of self care do you do besides going outside? Like, do you journal? Do you uh, meditate? Yeah, you know, I tried meditation, um, but then I found myself meditating you know, in the shower, mm-hmm. meditating before going to bed. You know, I found it that you don't necessarily need to be on the floor with your legs folded, right? And your right. eyes, like, you can find moments in meditation throughout the day. So I definitely do that. Um, also with self-care, I found eating, how, how we eat, like trying to eat better, mm. you know? So I've taken the time to cook more. Mm-hmm. And 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 the joy in that—that's sort of its own meditation too, Definitely. and stress reliever when you're chopping and you're preparing. So yeah, I love to cook. 
I didn't get a chance to cook as often as I used to when I was working um, and moving around a lot pre-COVID. So, yeah, I enjoy cooking, too. Yeah. You, you got an air fryer? You should get an air no, fryer. No, I saw that. I- <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should have an air fryer. I looked, at my, I looked at my poor little toaster oven, and the toaster oven was like, really? Like, I thought it was good. Like, I thought you and I had a relationship. And I was like, but this air fryer? <laughs> So, no, I haven't gotten it yet. Okay. (laughs) Let me tell you that. Yeah, exactly. That's the word for it. Magical. Air fryer is so lit. Love my air fryer. No, I don't have one. I'm just kidding. No, I do. I do. I love one. I love mine so much. (laughs) You like it all right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. I got to go. My air fryer. The crispiest. Right? Oh, my. If I, we get an air fryer sponsorship, it's over. I'm I'm rapping. Hey, hey, you know up? what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to know about uh, actually when you were looking through the directory of black owned businesses, did anything like shock you when it was like, oh, we have one of these here oh, that's black owned? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, it was the it was Goldsmith. Yeah, I didn't know that in Tucson we had a commercial real estate company really? that was black owned. Um, you know, I knew, I knew of our realtors, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't know commercial. So that was kind of like, whoa, this is good. This is a conversation to have in the future once we get out, you know? And Definitely. So that was a shocker. And then, um, yeah, I was, I was surprised by the number of lawyers here locally as well. Mm. There's a huge directory to still be uploaded into the website in Phoenix mm. when it comes to the legal team's. But here in Tucson, I wasn't aware there were so many black lawyers. And so, yeah, with the legal in mind, uh, there's been some nice nuances with the directory. Again, like changing the narrative that black owned businesses are certain, you know, industries, you know, it's a spectrum and it's across the board and they should be represented. No offense to media that goes, you know, top 10 restaurants. And yeah, 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 right. Restaurants. I mean, they, you know, that's media. That's what they're, they're selling that. But I want to give a shout out to all of our black business owners in every yes. industry. So happy to do that. It's amazing. Cause I, I remember I watched, like I said, with the, with Chad, the interview, you said there was 651 black owned businesses on that directory right now. Yep. Right wow. now. Wow. That's amazing. And that's actually different. Actually, <laughs> she's like, hold on now. Now we're, 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 we've been like inching towards 700. We've been like wow. in this 650 to 670 range because mm. we've had a few, uh, unfortunately, that because we're trying to stay up to date, too. That's another right. thing. So as we're learning about businesses, if there are some businesses that unfortunately are closing, mm. then we also want to be able to show that. So we've been staying at this sort of 650, 670 wave right. uh, while shaping up. But our goal is to get to 700 in April. Oh, and yeah. so I'm hoping that'll be our next milestone. Definitely. And then that's just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. You know, we still need to get all these other cities. And I'm sure there's thousands yes. in Phoenix. Right oh, now, yes. I believe we're only showing about 200. And I know there's a, there's thousands. There, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. more to grow, more, more to expand. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> All the questions I had. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. Ashley, you, you're, you got a whole lot of information, man. It's just, I'm like, I'm sitting here. Okay, yeah, hey, y'all. She, Ashley doesn't, she doesn't know nobody. She don't do nothing. 
<laughs> but yo, I remember the first time meeting you, and I, I, I'm gonna share the story. Uh, we were doing, uh, you said it was uh, Rue's first event with the Dunbar, the initiative, talking about the Dunbar story, and you did it at, I forgot, what was the name of the coffee shop we were at? Mission Coffee Imports. Mission they were Coffee on 4th Imports. Fourth Avenue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, I was there, I got invited by Miss Debbie to uh, film for the for the the Dunbar so they can have it in the archives and show it off whenever they needed to. And it was just awesome. The turnout was amazing too. I was surprised you fit that many people. Of you. Do you? I have a photo of you on my website. Oh, we got, I got to see that. The first event is you, because I, I took it from the side. So I was sitting like near the, the cash register. Okay. And it's you with the camera in the front row. Miss <laughs> Debbie's up front. You know, presenting mm-hmm. the pictures of the school, and you're right there with the camera. <laughs> and we got a diva. Yeah, I check out the website. You know, I will. Right. I will for sure. I love it, man. And that, that was at the time where I thought I was going to be like a videographer or something like that. But then I found myself in this field, and I love it in this field. So it was amazing that they allowed me to do that for them and try it out. I mean, so shout out to you, Ashley, and Miss Debbie, and the Dunbar for always showing me love and always it's always good vibes when I see Ashley or on Instagram, wherever we are. It's just great, <laughs> and I appreciate you coming on the show so much. Oh, the invitation is lovely. Thank you, and thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for amplifying these voices. You know, I was able to uh, listen to Fiona, mm. who I adore. You know, Dusty yes. Moon Studio. As a Black-owned business as well, check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just so wonderful in the community. And uh, I was just like, wow. I was like, look at that. You know, seeing <laughs> Fiona, seeing Zion, you know, meeting you, Diane, uh, Daniela, and like <laughs> just seeing the opportunity of like, look at them out there doing their thing. And just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so, I'm full of so much joy that we're moving. Mm. Definitely, you know, and, we're, and we're, even during these times, we're staying moving. So Yes. Right on, Thank you so much. So, Ashley, where can they follow you at? Where can they follow? Make sure they keep a note with you. Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you can find me on Clubhouse at Rue Events, LLC. You can also find me on Instagram at Rue Events, LLC. You can find me on Facebook at Rue Events. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Ashley LaRussa. You know what I'm saying? You can also visit BlacksFriday.com, mm. the largest accessible Black business directory in the state of Arizona. RueEventsLLC.com. That's me. That's awesome. Follow all that. Even if you don't know what she said, just type in Rue Events, yo. You're going to find it all. It's all going to pop up. And Google Black me. Friday for Google it. <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> so awesome, man. Uh, and you can follow me, uh, you can follow all of us at Lounge Takeover on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Z underscore underscore G-I-V. You can follow Daniela at Danny Roll Takeover. And the guy behind the curtain, you can follow at Podcrafty and at the Mankind Podcast. Mankind. <laughs> Shout out Mankind in the back doing what he does. And yo, we are out of here. Thank you again, Ashley. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Black Broccoli. Oh, shout out Nick Arcade. Nick Arcade for show. Sure. <laughs>